I'm Louise from Beckett Careers and I want to welcome you to the next in our series of Student Matters Discussions. This is where we discuss some of the big topics that are important to students today and really look at how they affect career exploration, how they might relate to choosing graduate employers, looking at graduate jobs and how they can help shape the future career choices. So over the course of this semester, we have looked at different topics, things like equality, diversity and inclusion. We've looked at well-being um, and in today's session, we are looking at sustainability and particularly students' passion for sustainability and how they might explore that alongside career options and career choices. We've got some incredible contributors today who I'm so grateful for giving their time up to um, to be on this panel. I'm absolutely fascinated to hear what they've got to say. So without further ado, I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. And then what we will do is we'll dive into some of the questions that we've been sent from students at Leeds Beckett uh, via our Beckett Career Student Ambassadors. So these are questions, you know, real life questions that students have asked um, that want to hear from our panel from. So I will go to Eloise, if that's OK, to introduce yourself and um, yeah, thank you. Over to you. Hi, so I'm Eloise. I am a business study student and I'm on a placement year at the minute and I'm working on the sustainability team at Leeds Beckett University. So I've been working with like the Green Impact teams and some of the sustainability projects that are going on at the university at the minute. Brilliant. Thank you, Eloise. That's lovely. Um, Vera, can I bring you in? Yes. Hello. My name is Vera Trapman. I'm a professor of comparative employment relations, but I'm here today in my um, capacity as the director of sustainability at the Leeds University Business School. And what we're trying to do is driving a program of change um, in our faculty of business where we achieve that um, both in our education of students and in our own research, we push forwards the um, sustainable development goals and in particular environmental sustainability. This is coupled with a commitment to become net zero as a faculty by 2030. So we are actually revising a lot of our own organizational practices, for example, business travel, to see how we can reduce our emissions uh, drastically in the next years. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Vera. Thank you for being here. Um, can I hand over to Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah Cole and I'm the head of procurement at Leeds Beckett University. We buy um, goods and services and works for the whole of the university. So that's anything from loo rolls to um, graduation gap. Um, sustainability is a huge part of procurement. And obviously, I'll talk a bit more about that as the questions come in. Could I hand over to Emma? Would that be OK? Um, hi, everyone. My name is Emma. I'm on the online graduate scheme at Tesco. Um, although my role isn't 
focused specifically on sustainability. I've kind of taken the initiative to group together um, some of my colleagues to create a sustainability community at Tesco, um, which is growing rapidly. Um, and we presented it to the CEO and executive board uh, and they've given us sponsorship. So we'll be launching that across the, over the next year um, to, to try and encourage colleagues to learn about sustainability and how they can then implement that into their work and day to day lives. Wow, thank you. What a fantastic panel we have today. So I am going to dive into the first question, which, like I said, has come from Leeds Beckett students. Um, I think it's a really interesting one. I am going to go to Eloise first, if she doesn't mind, and then probably go around on my screen to Vera, Sarah and then Emma with the first question because I think it's a really, really interesting one, if that's okay. Um, so Eloise, the first question is, how do I know if a company is just ticking a green box of sustainability? How would I know if they actually care or if they're trying to be more sustainable as a company? And I think the student has referenced the term greenwashing in that, which I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm fascinated to hear everyone's take on that. So that was our first question from a student. I was hoping to put that to you firstly, Eloise, if that's okay. I think it's really important having sort of from an outsider's view, sort of looking into the, their policies, but also if they've got any reports on how they've met what they've set out to do. Um, but also looking into, say, maybe their social media accounts, are they posting about anything they're doing um, and the results of what they're doing? Uh, I think that's really important, sort of looking from an outsider's view. Mm. Um, but also if you can if you can speak to any of the staff and ask how they feel about it or how prevalent sustainability is through through what they hear on their communications and things like that. Mm, that's really interesting. Vera? Yeah, I can just completely support um, what has been said. I think it's there is a huge risk of greenwashing um, in, in all areas. Why we all have become much more aware that um, we need to act quickly. Um, just, just to remind you that the, the new re report from the EPCC came out last um, last week and they really said that the time window we have to mitigate climate change is so, so short. It's just seven years left to avoid that the planet becomes inhabitable. So there is a real need and a lot of companies do understand that and there's there are a lot of really great companies out there who who have changed their business models but there is the risk of greenwashing and I, I would support doing the what what was just said reading um, the company reports following social media but also see what research um, has to offer so if you if you just I mean we always say Google but there are much more sustainable um, search engines out there as well Ecosia for example where you can plant trees while you do your searches um, so if you do search you, you will then very quickly also find a lot of research regarding companies that you are interested in to understand what their real um, terms of balance is. Thanks, Vera. And so, Sarah, I suppose that's the same question, but then also maybe a little bit on how your department, you know, substantiates some of the work that you're doing so that people can see that work. Sure. Um, 
yeah, it is about obviously anybody, we can ask for any policies and everybody can give us their policies around sustainability. But for me, it's about it's about two things. One is asking the right questions. So, you know, asking for asking for evidence, asking for case studies and um, asking for information on what they're doing that maybe relates to the policy. And also, I think a big part of this as well is keeping it relevant and proportionate. So, so for us in procurement, if we're looking to procure goods and services, um, I have expectations. If, if I'm looking at large organisations, I want to hear a lot from them in terms of the, their policies, the differences they're making, examples of what they do for others. Um, and if it's small organisations, then it's about working with them to help them and support them in their sustainability you know because i mean i mean this is quite obvious i guess but large organizations have huge teams of people that work on this whereas for some of the small organizations we work with we want them to be sustainable um, and we want them to have sustainability credentials but obviously uh, sometimes it can be a one-man band and they're doing absolutely everything from the sales the marketing you know to sustainability so it's about uh, for us certainly from a procurement perspective it's about looking at what is it you're buying what sort sort of organization organizations are going to bid for this work or supply it and how can you work with them in the best way to understand what their sustainability credentials are and sometimes that is working with them and supporting them to um to achieve that oh, that's really interesting thank you uh, emma yeah really interesting what you say sarah because i'm obviously in a humongous organization so if you go onto the tesco plc website there's so much detail into what we're doing what we're going to do what we don't currently do and i think that's a really useful way to place to start just start on the website see see if they've got detail if they've got information about what they are doing and then i would actually say i think linkedin and glassdoor could be really useful opportunities to just understand how colleagues have felt working for that business um whether they've you know had a pleasant experience or whether they haven't it may express the values of the business which therefore means that they may not cover these kind of topics um, and then obviously looking at the suppliers they work with are the suppliers what are they doing are they in a similar kind of level um, and then you can kind of really understand the relationship between the two and whether they actually are striving towards sustainable goals and i think the key to it is just research 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 applied to no that's brilliant There's some really strong themes coming through there i really like emma what you said about companies saying what they are doing but also saying what they're not doing yet but they want to do there's something quite honest about that isn't there you know mm. These are our ambitions and we're not quite there yet, but we're going to be rather than just claiming to be, you know, claiming to be there and be everything. I think there's something really um, I would find that approach yeah, it kind of creates that trust. Thank you. That's absolutely fascinating. So I'm going to come on to the next question. and I might go in the same order if that's OK with everyone. Um, and the next question is how can I share my own views around sustainability respectfully? in the workplace which um i think is a really great question from a student so eloise can i start with you again if you don't mind so i think um at least beckett we have uh, a scheme called green impact so there's staff teams across the university who work together currently like we do projects 
Um, and I think if there's anything like that going on in a company, it's a really great way to get involved if, and if your job's not necessarily like on the sustainability team. Um, but if there isn't something like that necessarily set up already, it'd be a great way to, to get other staff teams involved as well. If you spoke to, say, the sustainability manager at an organisation or someone who's in charge of stuff like that, um and like there's some great projects going on across the university and i think it's a great way for staff who necessarily wouldn't um maybe wouldn't get involved in that sort of thing they hear about their other colleagues getting involved and they're they're really quite excited about it i think a lot of teams take a lot of pride in taking part in it and it's um it's quite competitive as well so it's a great way to get staff excited and involved in sustainability practices and I suppose in those teams, Eloise, there might have been one person who was within that team and maybe the team haven't started the Green Impact. And I suppose one person has said, hey, I have a real interest in this. And alongside my job, which could be anything within a university, mm-hmm. I would like to, you know, maybe kind of lead our team forward on this initiative. And so then they're bringing it into the conversation um, in a respectful way. Um, yeah, Vera. Yes, thank you. Um, so as a researcher, I recently have done a survey with workers in the UK and there was the interesting result that the level of fear and anxiety around climate change is absolutely enormous among British workers and that there is um, a, a need and and also a hunger for, for more climate education um, among workers. So that was the clear outcome of, of, of the study. <clears throat> the report is also published on my website, so you can look at this in more detail. Um, and what I take from this is there's there, there, there is on the one hand a huge demand, but companies still lack the kind of channels how to do this. So it was also clear from the study that not many companies had offered training in, in climate change or climate emergency education, for example. So my advice would be there are usually a lot of channels that you could do. So if you are an interested person, you could do some kind of bottom up activity and um, yeah, try to talk about it, um, try to arrange um little workshops where you invite speakers, uh, you could talk to your managers, you could see what the union is doing at your workplace already. Um, so there are also more and more trade unions who have green reps um, who, who try to, to bring the concerns of workers bottom up. So I think there's, there's really, my advice would be not to be shy um, to talk about it and um, feel confident that the lo- a lot of your co-workers uh, share the concerns and it's um it's 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 a really frightening topic so it's it people do have some kind of reluctance to talk about it um but there is a huge community of people who were probably very grateful if you are the one who starts the conversations and from these conversations then often that's the first step for making changes um, for maybe even developing new products um, or bringing a, a lot of really good innovative ideas how to improve uh, the business. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I really I like the idea of the bottom-up projects. Um, you know, maybe you're joining a company who doesn't have a sustainability department or rep, and I suppose there's always there's always ways to influence. Um, Sarah, thanks. And um, yeah, just really to add to both what Eloise and and Vera have said, 
Um, I think I think it's a great question, first of all. I think it is a really good question. And you shouldn't feel, I, I think I think it is, especially if you're going into a new organisation, it is quite a tricky one because you do, um, you will have polarised views in your offices, especially if you work in big offices, you, you always do. And it is difficult being the newbie, where do you start with all of this? And, you, you know, how do you kind of approach it? And I think exactly as Eloise and Vera have both said, it's about what's already there, what's around you that's already in place. Do you have a sustainability team? Are there areas in your organisation that look at sustainability? Are there any groups in place? And, and looking at who in your office or in your environment is um, actively engaged in it or is really positive about it and and you know hone in on those people to start with and find out what's going on and get some like-minded people together and see what activities you can start absolutely and I, and I think you shouldn't you know you shouldn't feel alone in it because there are lots and lots of like-minded people around it sometimes is just about finding them and then the other point I wanted to make um, was Eloise mentioned the Green Impact Scheme. And just to kind of give you a real life example of that, uh, my team have been involved in the Green Impact Scheme for three years now. And the uh, we initially did it. The reason I did it to start with was to try and get the whole team on board with sustainability. Bit of that conversation going and, you know, um, what activities can we get involved in? And over a period of three years, we've gone from having, I would say, the majority of the team either not bothered not interested or, or, or a little bit anti it all and um, to almost everybody as well everyone is on board now maybe to slightly different degrees but you know we all get involved in activity mm. and a lovely little project that we did so we we do various activities and projects and a lovely project we did was we had a um a basil growing little project and this is just an example of a little thing you yeah. can do so we got the whole team growing basil and we worked with we, we we always want to bring a supplier into the activity so we got a local small plant supplier we use to sponsor the project they came in they gave us all the materials and um, we're part of the wider finance community so we invited our colleagues from finance so there were about 40 of us got involved in this and basically we all grew basil in the office together and it was it was not just great from a sustainability and environmental awareness point of view but I think it's great kind of mental health activity social activity and um, everyone loved it lots of competitive behavior lots of nice social yeah. behavior and um, lots of good food that we that we brought together with our basil as well so yeah it, it was great but I think Eloise made that point you know that's a these these kind of um bottom upward projects are mm. great and it's a, a nice little place to start so yeah oh, that's really that's a really lovely real life example and like you said you know maybe if there are people with different levels of engagement with sustainability by drawing everybody in and making it you know a fun team building activity that sounds feels really approachable um emma can i hand over to you yeah of course um just echoing what everyone else says um just start the conversation you'll be surprised at the response everyone i mean from the conversations i've had pretty much everyone's had had a view on it i've learned so much from those conversations and i think you want to learn from your colleagues you want to see who's got differing opinions because that can actually be really useful for your learning um and i really have proved that you can start something i i recognized when i started tesco that there wasn't a space to learn about sustainability so i had a few conversations and 
we now have a amount of sponsorship and we're launching it across the whole of Tesco. And that started from a conversation with my colleagues. So really don't be afraid. Um, and as a graduate, you are the future of your work. So to take that leap is actually, you know, your, it, your response will be magnificent because I've really my colleagues have been drawn in we've had conversations and now the community that we've launched is a space for colleagues to learn be inspired to make change and without that we may have not been able to align with our new Tesco core purpose which is to serve our community customers community and planet and without colleague involvement, how bring that into the lives of our customers? How can we influence our suppliers? So we really needed a space for colleagues to learn about how they can make and drive change. So it is very much possible if you just start the conversation. Yeah, wow, that's really interesting. Thank you. Really interesting, especially what a fantastic thing to, you know, have said that you've been part of at Tesco. So that's really Brilliant. Um, moving on to the next question then. So the questions come from the student and it is what role does your does sustainability sorry, play in your company's overall strategic plan? Um, so I know that we've mentioned strategic plans and they can sort of drift around on people's websites and you know how much do they mean so I wonder whether as part of that question if there's an example a specific example um, that you wanted to bring in as to how that kind of aligns with a company's strategic plan um, or even just a department's plan um, if that works Eloise are you okay with that? Yeah, so I know for Lee's Beckett, we've got sustainability running throughout throughout the university um, and we've definitely got a lot of information about what we do through the website and things like that. Mm. Um, and I've noticed personally through my like uh, through my teaching in the business school that the tutors are really trying to bring it in um, to to the forefront of their teaching mm. now as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting to see how the university is bringing it in. Yeah, no, that is really interesting. Um, Sarah, can I hand over to you? Yeah, just to um, yeah, so just to say a little bit more about that. Mm. In in terms of the strategy, Eloise is absolutely right. It runs. It's a strand that runs through the strategy. Um, Leeds Beckett has just put their new five-year strategic plan together, and sustainability features heavily on that. Um, and that's the first. You know, that's the first challenge really is getting it in your strategy and your strategic plan because if you don't have that support from right from the top then mm. you know it is an uphill battle isn't it so um sustainability features heavily in the plan if you look at our vision and our purpose which is um which is the start of the, the start of the strategic plan the word sustainability is mentioned quite a bit within it you know sustainability in terms of the university being sustainable uh, our finance and our resources being sustainable etc and then we have a number of strands that come off from that and it's again sustainability is embedded in that and, and Eloise alluded to this earlier it's within our teaching our resources sorry teaching and research um, our finance 
finances and our estates. And then when you look at each of the strands, we've got various targets and KPIs in there. So we've got um, KPIs around reducing carbon, increasing our spend locally, um, employing people from the region, etc. And then some specific environmental and sustainability targets around the um, a, a sector uh, benchmark, which is the sustainability leadership scorecard as well. But but I think but I think just to finish, yeah, the main the main point is it, it it's got to be there in your plan. If it is there in your strategy and your strategic plan, then um, that's that's the core to it really. Yeah, and so that helps everyone buy into it, I suppose, everyone to know from the, you know, we've talk, talked a little bit about from the bottom up, but I suppose when we're looking at strategic plans, we really are looking, you know, from the top down and, and having that support. Um, Emma, I don't know how that relates to where you are and with Tesco. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tes- when I joined Tesco in September 2020, they launched their new purpose. Along with the new CEO, he suggested, as I said earlier, we want to have our core purpose is to serve our customers, communities and planet a little better every day. And I think with that being in our core purpose, all other work ladders up into that. And we have an incredible amount of departments at Tesco Um we have international markets, we have external um, businesses like um, Dunhumby, Booker, um, and it's humongous. So we needed to have a strategic aim for all of us to work towards. And with the help of the, the community that I've set up with alongside some of my colleagues, um, we want to encourage people to learn more about those that core strategic pillar and work towards objectives so that we can um in our in our day-to-day work and day-to-day lives understand how we can um achieve that that um, strategic aim for tesco which is a challenge because it's so huge um and some departments don't even focus on it so Mm. we need to work out ways to align and drive towards that that ambition yeah absolutely absolutely it's really interesting that we've now seen and heard of a few different different focuses like as I said sort of bottom up and top down that students when they're looking at uh you know jobs or companies they can sort of investigate both of those different strands I suppose depending on the side of the company and uh and I suppose that leads us quite nicely into the next question, which is which green credentials or statistics should I look out for in companies I'm looking at? Or I suppose, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's lots of different schemes and credentials and statistics, but this is just sort of, yeah, it's interesting as to giving people a little bit of a pointer, you know, is there anything specific? I know we've kind of covered that actually in doing your research, but just wonder if anyone's got any kind of top tips as to some of the statistics or research that students could be looking at on websites, what kind of makes the most impact. Um, Eloise, do you mind if I come to you and ask your opinion on that? I think... um... So sort of from a student's point of view, I'd definitely just be looking at the sustainability policies that they have published. Mm. But like I, like I mentioned before, like looking at if they've got any reports on how they've met that and how well they've met their targets. Mm. Um, I think they're really key things to be looking at. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think as well, something we mentioned earlier, the how they've met the targets and almost being transparent and honest if they haven't perhaps at that time, but then they have plans to do so in the future. I think, 
from my perspective again that kind of builds build trust doesn't it you know that we're not kind of trying to greenwash I suppose if, if it's the right phrase there you know we are being honest we're trying and maybe we're not getting it first time but that you know we're still going to work towards that um Sarah wondered if you had any top tips on that yeah I mean I mean it is going back to what we were saying earlier about mm. re, the the research side of it I, I guess the the bit I'd add to that is is suppliers in your workplace as well and it depends um there are different green credentials and standards depending on the goods and services you're buying but there's again it's about you can research that so there's a there's a whole host of of different accreditations out there that you can you can see what um what different organizations have signed up to um and within your sector so depending on the the organization you're buying and which sector it's in there are um there are various standards that you can work to so for example in um in the university sector we use government guidelines and there are government buying standards that we can that we look to and work to and um and it's also about talking you know talk to these organizations or these suppliers what do they see as being the standard within their markets or or their sectors or their areas and and why do they think they are relevant and you know it's it's about asking the questions and um getting involved in that dialogue with them because going back to what you know we've we've all said earlier it's about it's about understanding what they have but also what they haven't got and how you can support mm. potentially support and help them to achieve that yeah it feels like a really exciting time to be a graduate moving into yeah. roles and having this as a passion doesn't it it feels as though perhaps this is an area you know especially for our graduates that they can make a difference I know it's a bit of a cliched um, saying but yeah Emma and I'm sure you know you have a lot to say about that because you are the living embodiment yourself and Eloise yeah, definitely. Um, there's lots to learn. I mean, at Tesco, we have lots of talks um, which really help you understand what the business is doing. And as I said earlier, what the business isn't doing, but what plans to do. Mm. And I think in most companies, I mean, I've only had experience of one, um, you know, they set targets to reach that net zero target of of uh, carbon neutral by 2050, which is what Tesco is reaching. Um, and I think at Tesco, it, it's it's easy to understand. I, I don't know if they do it in other, other businesses, but we kind of break it down into three scopes. So the first scope being what the organization controls. So heating, transport, um, et cetera. And then the second being emissions. So we've we've ensured that 100% of our electricity is renewable. And that's the second scope. And those are the first two kind of smaller scopes. Whereas we recognize that in scope three, our suppliers, our supply chain, that is the biggest chunk that we are still working out how to how to make a difference in. And I had a talk this morning from our head of environment and she just highlighted that we recognize this is the biggest part. This is the biggest thing, scope. So we need to factor in as a business what we can do to drive that change and to just understand how your business breaks those down, those targets down, um, I think really helps you understand as a business what, what we're aiming for, how we're going to do it. Um, I think that's really helpful. Personally. Yeah, that's really interesting. And actually, Sarah touched on that with the different sizes of suppliers and the different, you know, that we don't expect a one size fits all. You know, the smaller companies might need some help. I'm sure, obviously, you know, big, 
huge brand like Tesco recognises that. That was really interesting that that works across Leeds, Beckett and Tesco, that it feels like a nice environment that everyone's sort of supporting and helping moving towards the same goal, you know, whether it's the larger companies helping the smaller companies. Um, so that feels like, um, and, and kind of things for people to get involved with no matter what size of business they're in as well. You know, it doesn't have to be the huge business. So I suppose that's really valuable for students to think about. Um, so another question I have here, um, which I suppose is, uh, yeah, kind of a personal question um, to this specific job, but it was from someone who's going into a new graduate uh, role in an office. And they ask, which areas of sustainability should I prioritise, even though they all have value? Are there some areas in the world that need urgent help or attention? And which ones should <clears throat> I focus on? Um, so I suppose that could be, you know, personally, perhaps. I know Vera mentioned transportation, you know, in an office, I suppose there's, there's the getting to the office and, and back. But um, yeah, just if anyone had any sort of input or tips on that, Eloise. Yeah, so... Um... There is the, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, and it might be interesting just for you to sort of have a look at that. Um, and that's like a framework of like the sustainable development goals that we should all be working towards. Um, I think there is like a highlight of the, that trying to be as balanced as possible because they're all important. Mm. But there is also like you need to consider what you can personally do because we yeah. can't always all reach all of the sustainable development goals because there's things on there like um education there's zero hunger um there's life on land there's there's targets like that that we can't all always reach depending on what role we're in depending mm. on our daily lives um so just consider what changes sort of that you can personally make because even the smallest change does add up it really does yeah no that's really really valuable message um sarah yeah i think anything you can do is good it's got to mm -hmm. be good so yeah. yeah again you know it goes back to the if you're in an office look at what's already in place what you can add to what changes you you think you can you can make and maybe pick some some easier ones to start with um and, and see if you can make an impact but but two areas that are very topical at the moment is um one thing uh, one good thing was would be saving energy Mm. obviously huge environmental impact but as we know huge cost at the moment as well mm. so I think um, saving energy would be a fantastic one in terms of you know making sure people are turning lights off turning PCs off that type of thing and um, and only using energy accordingly and I'm sure if you speak to your estates teams um, they'll be only too happy to help and support you with that so that's a really big topical one at the moment and then the other one is uh, is the one that Vera mentioned which is transport so again we're all you know lots and lots of organizations have aspirations to hit net zero targets by whatever date that that is um, and transport is a huge scope three um, carbon emitter so anything we can do to reduce that is great and, and be that things in place like car sharing schemes using public transport having a walk to work today or cycle to work or having cycle to work schemes anything like that that's going to support then um, they are two good areas I think to tackle yeah 
think that's really good really good and also growing basil in the office sounds fantastic really fun thing to do um so I'll yeah definitely if, be... if you can't do anything else grow basil Grow basil, exactly I, that's going to be our new motto i think we should definitely bring that into our office i'm partial to a tomato and basil salad uh, emma yeah really great things that were said um i guess you could maybe take the approach of seeing what your business does so what's your business really good at for example tesco has it p- places a huge emphasis on reducing plastics so not only do we look into that in our work i then i, I take a huge pride in, in how i recycle and maybe how i refill um my products um what i buy And so you can either go down the approach of looking into what your company does and then aligning that more with your personal life. Mm. Or maybe you could look into what your business doesn't do yet and what you think the business should do. And you can maybe test out ways in your personal lives. Like, for example, I really like um, sustainable fashion. Um, I rent clothes. I go to charity shops. Um, it's, It's a huge passion of mine. And we have an FNF business, so a clothing business at Tesco, and maybe they don't they don't currently look into that right now. So how can I influence my personal experiences on Tesco? So it can be two two ways. You can either be influenced by the business or you can influence the business. And it's definitely possible. I mean, there's 350,000 Tesco and I've made a difficulty I set up and I'm just I'm just Emma. <laughs> I'm not really special but you can do it so oh, that's really nice yeah that's really really lovely message for the graduates as well moving into the workplace that there is always chance um I know in the careers department that I work in so I've fed up with my mountain of children's fancy dress costumes quite a lot of which are from Tesco so we've started a bit of a fancy dress amnesty now where we're going to swap and change so that we're not constantly buying new Halloween costumes or this that and the other so so that's going to be a fun little clothes swap that's slightly different um so I'm going to come on to the last question now which is a, a really nice question I think actually to end on which is you know however big or small do you have an example to share of a difference that you've made in your workplace I know we've covered um a few things but if there was anything you know particular um that you wanted to bring um Eloise I'm don't know whether I'm putting you on the spot a bit but I would really love um to hear a little bit about the um the hedgehog work that I know that you've done that we all really enjoy um <laughs> hearing about in um in careers and especially your um fancy hedgehog campus logo which which we really like I hope that doesn't put you on the spot but yeah if anyone's got any just sort of little personal tale to to end on that'd be lovely so yeah one of the the placement students um in the sustainability placement role we we work on um a campaign called hedgehog friendly campus um so there's some criteria we have to meet um and we work with teams across the university so like this year we did a lot of work with our grounds team um and making sure that our hiddenly campus is like very safe for the hedgehogs and we have some great spaces for them um and yeah so i've worked on that this year and we've got the silver award this year we're going to be working towards gold next year um and yeah so just working on like a campaign like that it feels great because um, I mean, it was already sort of set up for me to do it, but definitely getting the opportunity to work on something like that, seeing seeing great and knowing that you help the light, yeah. And I get a, I get a little um, email banner that says I'm a hedgehog champion, so you know it's um, yeah things. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. We're all actually very jealous of your um, email. <laughs> 
sign off and um, we've actually commented in our team no but the hedgehogs um yeah it's a brilliant thing to do something to be really proud of um sarah yeah my example's not quite as fun as hedgehog uh, <laughs> the hedgehog banner although i, I will take a, a slight bit of credit because my team did put some we did put some hedgehog uh, boxes around the campus didn't we so i feel like i can chip into that one a little oh, bit fantastic um, but the example I was going to use was um, was we've increased our local spend as a university. So we've increased um, quite significantly the spend that we spend in the West Yorkshire region and, and in Leeds, which is obviously part of the region. Um, so we've done quite a lot of work with our stakeholders just to promote awareness of local suppliers and make sure that local suppliers are always given an opportunity to quote on work uh, when it's when it's appropriate to do so. And that um, that not only reduces your carbon footprint, because obviously your um, goods and services are, are, being are being delivered more locally, but you're using local skills and we work with those suppliers to take on placements and graduates for our you know opportunities for our students as well oh yeah that feels like a really lovely um really lovely example uh, and emma finally to you yeah so i've already touched on yeah. work that i've been doing slightly but yeah we've set up this this community called the one planet community um and it's being rolled out all over the tesco group um and the aim of the community is to drive positive environmental change in per in our colleagues' work and their personal lives. So we're in the very early now, um, but I can already see a different mindset in the team that I'm in. Um, we have a group of about 10 sustainability champions who meet every couple of weeks and we discuss objectives of how in our department we can be more sustainable. And the ideas that are coming out of our colleagues and just the the emphasis on change is really important and actually the change might be slow and it might take a few years but an actual business cultural change could make a huge difference to the work that we do because as a to um, educate and inspire our colleagues to then challenge their which will then inspire their work and then influence customers suppliers so hopefully we'll be really making a, a huge business um but yeah we yet to see um like a difference but i'm excited to see how use the mindsets of our amazing colleague base to really drive change um, i'm just excited for it. yeah wow thank you for that seems like a really positive place to end that you know there is lots of work to be done and as we know and you know as Vera said you know it is a very pressing issue but there is actually for our graduates there is lots to lots to go at there's lots of influence that they can you know make which seems like a really positive thing and you know that they shouldn't be scared to approach businesses because most are obviously already you know moving down that track and the ideas and you know inspiration that new graduates can bring to companies I'm sure would be really welcome so yeah I just want to say thank you so much for everybody all the contributions all the conversation it's just been fascinating for me um, so we're going to wrap up there on sustainability and student matters and um, I just want to say thank you again and we hope to see people soon